Welcome, everyone. Here we are in another episode of Led by Life. We're your hosts. I'm Rafaela. This is Hannah. And if you haven't been here before, then welcome. We talk about all things human design, the gene keys. We kind of let this be like our guidance of what we're here to talk about, the different experiences of life, being able to have open dialogue and communication conversation around the human experience. So welcome. And today we're on Gene Key 16. Yeah. So this one was kind of fun. This one was a lot Mm. of fun, actually. Um, I, I have the 48, Hannah has the 16. So here we are like another, another place in the chart where we make up a channel and it's quite interesting when you read it and then kind of see how how it might be possible that we make up like the full the full wave right i actually think that this 1648 is the channel of wavelength mm-hmm. yeah it is mm-hmm. yeah and we were just saying before well i was reflecting back to rafa that i feel like the 48 it's all about depth it's the gate of I know I just looked it up a second ago (laughs) you have to remind me the gate of depth oh it is called the gate of depth it's the (laughs) well the well the gate of depth yeah and the 16 is enthusiasm the gate of skills and I was Mm -hmm. saying to Rafa that I I really do feel like this depth in her essence in your energy um I feel like you do have this very patient, very wise, very, uh, and I'm even thinking like observant kind of energy as well. And I note that this is a projected energy. So it is, I suppose, in a way waiting to be invited out, um, so yeah, it's it's really fun to kind of see how these different energies present in one another. Mm. You and know, what's your question of the sixteen? But yeah, go ahead. Well, I okay. So the, this is kind of what I was going to say: the sixteenth being enthusiasm, and the forty eighth being sort of like this real deep, empty—not empty, but this real deep space of being able to sort of one, the like word surrender is coming to me, but also surrender in the sense of like not knowing what can come about in, in that experience or that exchange. Uh, And I could see how like together we kind of make this up Mm. because I feel as if there's something about the 16th that I was reading where it needs Mm. the skill acquired within like the 16th but I can't I'm blanking of like what what the 48th does what it provides that allows for the skill to kind of be um really pronounced 
it's sort of like a uh, recognition and an encouragement, I think, mm. and almost like a mentor and apprentice kind of relationship. And I, the way I interpreted that was like the apprentice is really talented and has all this potential and has all this enthusiasm and mm-hmm. is really enthusiastic, but the the mentor is a bit more wise and has that depth and has the ability to just kind of like encourage and nurture and hone the skills of the apprentice. That was kind of what I interpreted. Is that yes. the bit you were you were talking yeah, about? Yeah. I could, so I could see how it like for the both of us, we go back and forth in this experience. Mm-hmm. And what I was sharing with you earlier was even though I don't have the 16th to find, I feel as if I really relate to it because the 48th is just like this fear of inadequacy. Mm. And this um, channel, I've actually, I actually feel like this whole channel I've worked a lot with personally, as far as um, kind of constantly questioning my skill Mm. and my um, ability to, work effectively with others in my career and having to like really draw a line between where am I trying to obtain more and more information or skill to decrease this feeling of inadequacy. And I feel like this is one of the more um, profound experiences I've had within my chart, like things that I like in the last couple of years since coming across human design I've really worked with mm-hmm. because I went into um opening my practice which I had never done before and then when when you're kind of putting yourself out there like that it's this like <clears throat> you're essentially putting yourself out there and you know I selling yourself in a way but having to share with people like your your skill Mm. what you're capable of doing and this was coming up for me a lot in the last couple years and working with um the idea of like not necessarily needing to be prepared for certain situations or experiences like I've acquired a lot of knowledge throughout school throughout experience and so there came a point where I had to just trust that when I was in front of somebody that I'd be able to just dig deep into this well of of wisdom and then execute like the skill that I would turn it into my own thing and this is where I felt like a lot of versatility would come up, which is the gift of the 16th. Mm. So I don't have the 16th, but I like, I really feel like I've related to it so much. I wonder if that's because it's a hanging gate. Like I wonder Mm. if the, um, the places in our chart, I have heard this before, like the places in our chart where we don't have that full channel, but there's like that hanging gate in a way, it's like a longing for that and it's like searching for that energy to make up the full channel which is why you can be drawn to certain people who will complete that connection that channel yeah Yeah, Mm. and it's like the white is where you gain the wisdom where you go through the learnings and 
you know, I'm assuming eventually to like share that with others or just for your own life lessons. I don't know. And so that's what I, yeah, I think you're right. Like this hanging gate, I, there's not, so I think this is one of them that I have come across that I feel like, wow, I feel like I could really speak on that. I could really share Mm. about that. Mm. Yeah, I feel like I've had a similar experience with some of my hanging gates as well. Like you feel like you are familiar with that because a part of you is like aware of perhaps what's lacking or what's wanting to be. Yeah. Wanting to come together. Like you've gone through a lesson as opposed to not that you don't go through lessons with the things that you naturally embody, um, the things that are the parts that are defined, but I often you and I have each said like, it's hard to explain. Yeah. It just comes natural that you don't really have the words for it. And sometimes it's harder to be aware of the things that come naturally to us because we just assume that everyone experiences that. Mm -hmm. Like I've really noticed my enthusiasm since becoming aware of human design. I don't think I was really aware of it before learning about this. Really? But I notice it in my voice now. I notice it sometimes because it is in the throat center. So it is a voice of the throat center. And I I do, I notice it now. Like I have these times where I get really enthusiastic and I know I've apologized to you a few times, like with ideas, I get so excited about like what we could do with something. And then I have to kind of say, oh, well, there's no pressure here. Like don't let my enthusiasm make you feel some sort of pressure, but this is just like something I'm excited about or yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I feel like I have learned to pick, like now I can pick up on it, just having built a relationship with you. And so, yeah. um, and I've, I really, ex- I feel like I, for myself, we, I really experience it when we're together mm. because we, we talk about things that are exciting to us. And so I, I feel like, within either the things that we're doing or when you're sharing with me the stuff that you're doing on your own or for your own business or just in life um it's like you're there's this higher pitch and a rapidness like you'll you'll speak faster um like wanting to get a lot of it out when you become enthused yeah it really like gets things going And I think he talks about this in the, like when you move into the gift frequency of the gene key, like I think he talks about enthusiasm being like that push to get your dreams to kind of like overcome something being a pipe dream to actually like move into action. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Like getting outside of your comfort zone was one of the things that was expressed. And I mean, I feel like since I've known you, I've gone, I've been through this getting out of my comfort zone kind of thing. Um, and in many ways, the, mm. the podcast being one of them. Mm. Yeah. And I think that that's really like this gift of versatility and 
this idea of like skills, the gate of skills in action as well, because I've really noticed like the progression of my skills over time and how I've been drawn to different things at different times. And I do really kind of get really focused on, on something. And he talks about this as well, like needing to really uh, become identified with the skill in order to practice, to dedicate Mm -hmm. yourself and to practice and dedicate your energy to it and I feel like the podcast was something that didn't feel all that scary for me because I had been kind of cultivating various skills already so it was just it's just a matter of like let's just meet up and record we don't have to worry about all the details and all the like how's Mm -hmm. it all gonna come together like we can do this and maybe that's the enthusiasm just being like let's just do this yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the, not only the enthusiasm, but also, um, allowing yourself to apply the skills that you have acquired to get you out of that. Com- well, for me, like to get me out of that comfort zone of doing something. And what came to me was, you know, you mentioned this being a projected energy. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> since we're speaking about it all, and we've talked about this before on the podcast, like this, this all really came about from Hannah presenting an idea, which to mm-hmm. me felt like, okay, that was this gift being called out upon because sometimes I mean we you know we all we have our process of how we go about each energy and each frequency and you know what we want to talk about and feeling like we've gone through some material but ultimately like each time I have to bring myself to the point where of like surrendering to the process allowing myself to completely not know what's going to be talked about or how it's going to go and just trusting that it's going to be what it is. And I think that this is actually where we left off. Like when Hannah and I were catching up after our last recording, we talked about this uh, sort of experience that we have of like allowing it to just sort of be without feeling like we have to um, be knowledgeable, perform or, and each time, it just turns out great. (laughs) It turns out how it needs to. Mm -hmm. And it makes me think about the idea of perfectionism, right? Like if you get overly perfectionistic and if you're getting in your head and thinking like, I don't have all the, the skills or it's not exactly perfect, then it actually just stops you from creating anything. Right. Which he said was one of the excuses that people use. So a lot of this energy is in the gene keys talks about um people not doing what they really love and two excuses that people use to say why they can't is that there's not enough time or um that they don't know what how to do it or something I'm not ready I'm not ready that's what it was and you know, as we've heard before, like you'll never know when you're ready and that the the part of the process is to learn as you go. Mm. And 
I didn't have that so much here. And I think that's because I just felt really confident in your confidence of being able to do this, seeing as how you've done this before. So that was kind of like reassuring for me. Um, but yeah. Do you know what's interesting? Like I feel, or I felt confident, but I also really struggle with that inadequacy as Mm -hmm. well. And what was really interesting to me reading about, particularly in the human design book, he talks about um, with the with the 16th, he talks, there was some part of it that talks about needing to be recognized and needing like that. And I suppose this is all about this projected energy. It's wanting to be seen, wanting to be recognized and wanting to be invited out. And then I looked up the line that I have the 16th in, which is the fifth <laughs> line. Did you have a look at it? <laughs> I did. I read it today and I was sharing it with Travis because I just thought it was so funny. Um, it's so and funny. He's like, well, you're going to share it and then I'll tell you. Well, I'd love to hear yours. So, uh, <laughs> so in the human design book, they say that, uh, I'm mixing up my words here. Okay. The Hannah has it in the fifth line. So I went to go see like, what is this quality? What is this about? And the fifth line is called the Grinch. And I kind of, and I kind of laughed a little bit because and I shared with him and he's like, can you see Hannah being a Grinch? And I was like, yes and no, but kind of like, I, I don't know how to describe it. I just know how you feel when you get a bit Grinchy. Ex- explain that to me. I'd love, I want to hear. I, like you get like, like you get annoyed. <laughs> That's the only way I can describe it. Like you, yeah. Like you, it, for me, it comes off as like you feeling annoyed at the way people are doing things. Mm. Yeah, and in a way, like, feeling annoyed that people aren't seeing that there's a better way to be doing things. Yeah. And it's like I, and this is something I've worked with so much and I did a lot of work with our coach Nikki on this, like this feeling like I have these solutions and I have these, I mean, I also have a fifth line in my profile. I'm a 2-5. So I have these, like, solutions and these ideas and this projection field this projected energy of like I can help you with this but then getting frustrated when it's not recognized and this is the actually frustration or it's bitterness isn't it bitterness is the projector shadow Mm. and I do this grinchy energy is kind of like a bitterness (laughs) but it's funny I'll read out the fifth the, the line five the grinch and it says the refusal to share in enthusiasm And so the higher expression is a lack of confidence in the expression of skills that needs the encouragement of others. And then the, oh, yeah, I won't even bother with the lower one. But um, I had to read this like 10 times to really understand it because at first when I read it, I was like, oh, the Grinch, like that's that doesn't sound very good. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, okay, well, I mean, it's very, the human design book can be very like, black and white kind of very dogmatic um 
And so I've really had to like sit with a lot of these different lines when it goes into that detail, that depth of how the energy presents specifically to me or specifically to you. And I was like, okay, I do get this feeling of like, well, if no one else is wanting to be a part of this, I'm just not going to do it at all. I'm just not going to share it. And I'm just going to like, nope, if you don't want to be involved, well, then let's not even bother. So Mm -hmm. that was kind of like how I feel like this Grinch energy presents in me. And so when I have the encouragement of others, when I feel like people are recognizing and seeing my skills or seeing the solution, seeing the ways in which that I can, the ways in which I can help them with their problems, I do feel that encouragement and I do feel like it really just spurs on that enthusiasm. It's like, all right, you're, you're going to get behind me. Let's do this together. So mm. I feel like that's where having the support of someone like you who has the 48, who is able to like support, encourage, hone the skills can be really helpful for my process. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like the whole time you're speaking, I just have like, the movie of the Grinch playing in my head and funny story about this movie there was a summer one of my younger cousins was like two years old maybe and I went and I babysat him for a couple weeks but I kid you not for like 12 days straight he watched the Grinch (laughs) every single day we watched the Grinch and it's like one of my favorite movies so as you're speaking I can just I've never I haven't felt this way before how perfectly accurate this is depicted by the persona the the character of the Grinch because I'm thinking about when like you know Cindy Lou goes and have you seen the Grinch I have, but it's making me want to watch it again because I just feel like I've forgotten <laughs> so much. <laughs> well, perfect. I think it can be watched any time of the year, but um, she goes and she pretty much like stands behind him and he's, you know, all bitter about, about the people down in Whoville and everything and Christmas and the spirit of Christmas and all this stuff. And she knows she really wants him to be a part of everything. And she like encourages him and she like gets him to be a part of like the, the holiday celebration where they do all these games. And he finally comes down and he does all these games with them and he feels like really supported. And then he's like hot shit. Like he's just trying to beat everybody at everything. And when something something in the in the festival kind of switches i can't think of it right now he all of a sudden goes he gets really offended and he goes on this like rant of the way in which they like live their lives and the things they do and then he burns down the whole tree and mm-hmm. i could see it cuz like on one end he's pr- not wrong like mm-hmm. the way he's observing what's happening there's a very there's a truth to it but he's so separated from like the collective that it comes off in a way that he might be crazy and he, but he's not like he has value in in what he's saying. And so I just, yeah, it's like spot on. It's incredible. And Mm -hmm. I can see how this like would come up for you just because like, I know you personally and it's not a matter of like a judgment. It's, Mm -hmm. it's also, 
I think it can be a really beautiful thing to be able to recognize where humanity can use some tweaking. Yeah. Yeah. And what was coming to me just at the end there is like how it kind of comes off the back of the 15th that we talked about in, in last week. It's like, Mm. I don't even know what came to me, but it was just this, when I'm in my shadow of the 15th, I can be a bit judgy and like judge how people are behaving and living. And I suppose the same might be even in the 16th as well, the shadow frequency. But when I can feel like connected with other people and in a way supported and encouraged, Mm -hmm. it's like it can transcend that and it can come to an acceptance, a level of like acceptance of all different behaviors. And then this like enthusiasm, like, okay, let's do this together. Well, two things. One, Richard Rudd does refer to the 16th as being like a tool for to transcend to all of the gifts that can be Mm -hmm. just translated into all of the gifts that there are because when you can when you've come to this place of being able to utilize what you've learned in your own unique way then you can you can go on to the to the gift of whatever frequency. That was one thing that came to me. And then the other thing that came to me was, and he talks about how they're they're interconnected in that, in that sense. And I can see where for you it can it can jump off of another gate that we've talked about because the 15th and the 16th are in the same circuitry. Mm. So I wonder if that has anything to do with it because it's it goes, um, it's in the right. logic is understanding. It it's collective and it's in the logic, in the logic circuit. Ah, that's so interesting. I hadn't I'm even pretty sure. Secretary, yeah, like where it was, but it is, it's in the understanding creative channel, it says. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the understanding creative channel. Maybe not the logic then. I thought it was in the logic. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, it is. Understanding is is the logic. Logic, right, right. Okay. Don't okay. don't doubt yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I was just reading like um, you're looking for the perfect way to express your expertise without gate 48. However, you may become self-critical and feel that you don't have the adequate depth. <laughs> I yeah. was just thinking about how like both of us have experienced this feeling of inadequacy and it just mm-hmm. it just presents in different ways. But yeah. Yeah. Well, one of the main things about this energy, whether it's the 16th or the 48th, whichever one you're speaking about is here we are like we're in the collective circuit so this energy is for the others and I feel like it makes total sense as to why this feeling of inadequacy may come up because essentially you're going to be meeting yourself against and not versus but like up against others and that can bring up so much when somebody's mirroring back for you 
whether known or unknown, their experience of you. Mm. Um, and this is why I feel like in the last couple of years, I've, I can, I can speak so much on t- to the 16th and even the 48th and both of these, because going from, going from working for somebody to working from for yourself is just a whole another facet of life where you want to stand firm in your abilities right and, and you have like you have to see that for yourself mm-hmm. and i've come up against this so much like i had mentioned that you know, I I would think maybe I should like take this course or maybe I should read this book or I should do this thing. And that's what it talks about in the 16th is like you acquire all of these skills and um, techniques, but you sort of stick to this structure and you don't allow yourself to be different and essentially be versatile. And I think that this is something that I've really acquired and I can just personally speak to myself because I can't, like, I don't mm-hmm. have the 16th. It's, so it's not a natural thing, but my experience with it is that I can't stick to one structure. And I, I feel like that's what allows this um, this gate of the 48th to really, me to really like honor it and be with it and trust that I don't have to just follow any one modality or system or procedure when I'm, when I'm working with others in my, you know, I call psychotherapy a craft, call it a healing, whatever you, you want to call, like, to me, it's an art. And I just, I've had to quiet a voice that has told me like, you're not an expert in that thing. And I, you jump around too much. Like you don't stick to one <laughs> one modality or, you know, you're not necessarily, let's say, um, certified in any one technique or anything like that. And I still to this day haven't chosen one that I can just run with because to me that just feels too much like we've talked about in one box. And maybe it's like that's too that in itself might even be too dogmatic for me to say, not just because I get certified in one doesn't mean I can't use all of the other techniques that I've learned. But for me, it's just like, I know that I have to just grab things here and there, whatever comes up in that moment. And I think that this is what allows me to kind of move into this, this um, sort of city of mastery I mean, I don't know if I'm really a master in anything. It it takes some time, but I feel like it could build up to that. Mm. Well, I think I said to you earlier before we started recording this episode is that one of the things that I felt when I read the 16th was I could just kind of take a deep breath and just relax into the fact that this like life is a long game and they're going to be all of these different skills and techniques and crafts that we acquire over our lifetime. And we will find through learning, through practicing, through honing those skills that eventually we can come to this place of, of some sort of mastery. And so we don't need to be necessarily an expert in one thing. And I think that there are some people 
who are. I think that there are some people who kind of have their calling and it's just this one thing and they go into it and they master it. And I think that that's the way that they're designed to be because they're designed Mm -hmm. to really become a master in that one thing. But if we're talking about like mastering many skills throughout our lives and drawing on many different modalities and uh, acquiring lots of different skills and talents, like I think for most people, it's not helpful to put yourself into a box because we are so multifaceted. And we've talked about this so much about how uncomfortable it feels to put ourselves into a box. And I think especially as manifestors, I mean, with us both being manifestors, like we're not here to just do one thing. We'll have many different things that source that, the universe, that God, whatever you believe in, will kind of guide us to these different urges in life. And these, I like to see them as like different chapters. Mm -hmm. And I suppose thinking about it in a way of like, this is a chapter of my life that I'm doing this thing. And this is a chapter that I'm doing this other thing. Mm -hmm. In a way, it's like that, like what Richard Rudd talks about, that practice, that dedication, that Um, identification because this is something we've talked about a lot as well is like this idea of being identified with these labels and these different modalities or things that we call ourselves titles like Mm -hmm. I was really struggling with the fact that I don't think I want to be just a meditation and mindfulness teacher because I have Mm -hmm. all these different interests and and skills and talents but perhaps it actually is helpful for my process for me for a period of my life to really Mm -hmm. hone in on that skill, to do the training, to acquire that certification, to learn that skill, to practice, to put it to practice with other people, to share it with other people. And then it's like, it's not, it's not that I'm supposed to just do that one thing for the rest of my life, but that is a skill that then I then take into the next chapter when I start the next project or get the next urge as a manifesto. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, something that you and I have talked about often with manifestors and what we've come to even be reflected back to us is that the manifestor energy is one here that creates the energy, initiates the energy, creates the new path for people then to, to follow if they would choose And so it makes sense even more so why maybe for you and I, this 1648, you know, this kind of wavelength, right? It feels like such almost an initiation to that quality because you have have to create your own way with everything that you've acquired, essentially, you know? And it's hard because sometimes there isn't, always reference like lately I've been thinking about I've actually been thinking about this quite a lot lately of how you know throughout my education and throughout my experience now like outside of school you know working in the fields practicing um getting into my profession I have looked up to and admired different people in this field and 
lately I've been thinking about how I've always sort of just grabbed a little bit from all of these different people. And I've always thought like, I just want to bring all of them together and mold them into something that would be uniquely me. And mm -hmm. lately I've just been thinking about different, like, you know, I'll just share. There was a period of time where I, I came across Bernie Brown. I always pronounce her first name wrong, but I don't know if it's Bernie. I think it's Bernie Brown. You know yeah. who I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. So I came across her and I fell in love with her books and I would, you know, watch movies that she's put out there, um, documentaries and things and looked into the things that she has studied. And I'm just like, wow, this is it. I'm like, this is it. And then yeah. throughout time, there was somebody else. And I, so then I came across uh, Dr. Daniel Siegel and everything that he does. And, you know, and then I came across Joe Dispenza and I was like thinking about everything that he does. And lately I've been really thinking about this. And to me, these are all like, these are masters. Not They're not only just experts, but I qualify these people as being like masters. And they're just like this beautiful example of something that I would like to work towards. And I don't know where the rest of that thought was going, but I just wanted to share that because, um, yeah, I just feel like it's nice to be able to have sort of this idea of where I would like to take myself, but ultimately knowing that I'm going to have to put it enough trust in my own path that it's going to look so uniquely different. Mm. Um, and to run with it mm. there's a few things coming up for me the first you're an ego manifester so if that's something that you want if you look to these people and you see that and that inspires you and you're like I want that that is like something to follow and it's not you even said it it's it's not that you're wanting to be exactly like each of these people and wanting to completely emulate their careers but they're inspiring you to show you what's possible for you, that they are multifaceted, that they've had multiple different career paths and skills that they've acquired and certifications and all these different things and experience. So I think like hold on to that. And what was the other thing that came to me? Well, there was something there about, um, I feel like I've lost it. I don't know. I love Brene Brown. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, I yeah. feel like she brought me back to life when I was in a really dark place earlier this year, mm -hmm. when I was just feeling like, what is the point? And just feeling so lost and feeling like, what is my purpose? Why am I here? And I watched a few of her, I don't know why, but I just kind of got drawn to watching a few of her TED Talks on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And it really did bring me back to life because there was just so much wisdom there. And again, just hearing her journey, like she's been a researcher for 16 years or something like that. Like that is depth. That is real depth in your skills. And it's not that she's just done one thing and focused on one thing. Like there's been many different things, but like that is really inspiring to see 
And again, I have this kind of impatience. I have this prima donna energy, like wanting to be where I'm somewhere that I'm not wanting to be successful before my time. And I just have to learn to quiet that voice, but it was really inspiring. Like she really did kind of bring me back to life after when I was going through that period. Mm-hmm. The other thing that came to me, I just remembered was like, we have to trust that we were designed exactly the way we were designed for a reason, because we're not meant to be like Brene Brown. We're not meant to be like Joe Dispenza. Like, yes, there are different things that we can draw on and learn from them, but like you were designed uniquely the way that you are and also like from a human design perspective. And also you've had so many different experiences that are only unique to you. So like who you are and the way you were designed and the different skills that you have and experience, like this is what's going to create something entirely new that you're dreaming up of. But this is where we have to like surrender and let go of needing to know how that's going to look because we just can't know. Yeah. Do you feel enthused right now for even the things that are going on in your life? Oh, uh, (laughs) that's a good question. I felt really enthusiastic this week. I feel like I'm in a, I feel like I'm in a bit of an urge this week and it's a enthusiasm to like close off this chapter of my life because I think I've shared before that we're about to move to the country in the next few months. So in a way it's like this enthusiasm to start packing up, to start decluttering. I love organizing, getting all these things wrapped up. Um, but it's also this like excitement and, and enthusiasm for what's next. Yeah. And Why I just, are- <laughs> well, because I could, one, I was, I was talking about like, do you feel enthused right now? Which like you were bobbing your head, like you were going to say yes. But I felt as if not only you were talking to me, but you were talking to you. Yeah. And I oh. feel like that often, I mean, that's true for anybody. Right. But I feel like that is, um, that has happened often when you reflect back to me, what I need to hear, you get enthused for yourself many times. And for, it's just so nice to see that you have found something else to be enthused by and excited for that has nothing to do with your career, really. I mean, and you know, some parts of it I know are, but I know I've also shared with you, like, Hannah, just, do what you love doing and do that. And I can, I can reflect that back. Right. And Mm -hmm. I feel like this is finally that for you. Like it's, it's like, okay, like I'm going to, I'm excited to do these things, you know, pack up the house and get this transition going. And, you know, ultimately who knows where all of that's going to come, but it doesn't really have to do with what you do for others. Mm -hmm. This is really all about you. Mm. Well, it's interesting how, like in a way, even just talking this out, I'm like encouraging myself. So like what we were talking about before this need, this 16.5 in particular, like needing this encouragement, I think just even having someone like yourself to talk these things out helps to encourage me because yeah, I'm never just like giving advice to you. It's always speaking to myself. And I'm also really enthusiastic about what we're doing here. I think that I sometimes and I think that you do that as well like I think both of us can kind of forget that we are creating something entirely new here together Mm -hmm. 
And even though we haven't seen like some sort of results from it yet, because it's it's in its infancy, it's early days, you know, it's um it's yet to be discovered what's going to come out of this initiation, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, absolutely. And I think it's sometimes, no, it is conversations like this one that propel the momentum forward. Mm. Do you feel enthused right now? I feel, I don't know if I would say enthused. (laughs) I don't know if I'd call it enthused. I feel um, like very contemplative in a sense, Mm. like just um, a real curiosity for what's to come. And I, I don't, it's no coincidence to me as to like, I don't know if it's still active for you. I mean, the energy is probably still active, but it's no coincidence to me that this is sort of how I'm feeling given that today is a full moon, the full Mm. moon in Capricorn and complete side note, but in my birth chart, my Capricorn is the most full. I think I have a lot of activation in Capricorn. And I think that's where I get this, like, um, this quality of like discipline and uh, focus and determination and persistence with honing in on the skills that are going to lead me to mastery. Mm. Um, Because, you know, Capricorn being, I don't know what it is that I'm trying to describe here, but I know that Capricorn is sort of this place of like work, career, I think Mm -hmm. if I'm correct. And Mm -hmm. so for me um, to have a lot of activation there, it's no wonder why um, I do get really enthused about like what I do as, as a living. And I think it's, it's actually quite beautiful and I won't downplay it that I love what I do. Mm. And I've, I just have lovely, I've been gifted so lovely. I don't know what I'm saying. My words are all mixed up. This tends to happen <laughs> when I have too many thoughts going at once, but I'm just so honored to be able to be in a place where I love what I do and have known that for quite a while. It's not mm-hmm. to say that it won't change because oftentimes I think about how will it sort of manifest in its own creation of what it's going to look like. Um, like you were saying, these people that I've identified, they're wonderful and I can follow them as guides, but ultimately will have to trust my process of whatever unfolds for me. Um, but yeah, that's one thing that I feel like, and I feel like I get pushy about it with other people. Sometimes when we are in the conversation of like, I'm getting to know somebody and I want to know like what they, you know, what they do for a living, like or what's their passion and to me it's really like what's their dream like it's really unfortunate that most times people one aren't living their dream or two know how to do it Hmm. yeah and I think this is a huge shadow in society like Mm -hmm. he says in the in the shadow frequency of indifference Mm -hmm. and so do you get sad or do you feel do you feel for people who aren't 
really pursuing and following their dreams. I do. Mm. I, I I feel for them. Um, but not in like um not in like I don't know if this is correct the right term, but but not in like a sympathy kind of way. Mm. Like I don't I don't feel bad for them. I feel bad for society. Yes. Yeah. It always brings me back to that. Mm-hmm. And um, you're kind of reminding me as to like everything we're kind of talking about is really interesting and in how connected it is, especially to me. Cause I've often wondered, and I think I might've shared this on the podcast before, like, what's the difference between psychotherapy and life coaching and how could these two be um, connected and, you know, what does that look like for me? Cause I believe that. Um, so again, I have like Neptune in there, which is something with like dreams. And then there's Venus in there too. And it just, there's a lot. And I, so I've looked into this one aspect of, of my chart. And it's something that I've, I've had a lot of questions about. And sometimes it brings me back to this fear of inadequacy. Like it almost gets to be like, to me, I have this really big picture in my mind and question whether I can live up to that, to that vision. Yeah. My enthusiasm is just wanting to say like, (laughs) you can do it. You can be a life coach already. Like you have all the skills you need to do that. Yeah. 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 No, for sure. And Um, maybe it is a bit naive, like, and that it does in a way feel in a, yeah, it feels a little bit like immature, naive sometimes, this enthusiasm, um, this enthusiastic energy. It feels a little bit just like jovial kind of. mm -hmm. Just do it, you know. Yeah. Um, mm. but it would make sense because when when people think of like their dreams right for some they get off like they go back to like what did they want to do as a kid yeah so I could see where you get that feeling um of just because what would you tell a kid what would you tell a child if they said that their dream was to be xyz like you, you would tell do them, it. You can do it. it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that takes me back to one of the other, I can't remember which one it was, but there was one of the gene keys that was all about like imagination and children having just like these big dreams and, and not having these limitations on what's possible. And, mm-hmm. you know, the other thing that came to me was I had this girl reach out to me via social media and we ended up catching up over zoom she lives in the u.s as well and we caught up and it was really nice she's into she's getting into human design and she has the the gate one very prominent in her chart and i remember her telling me like this dream she has to create a youtube channel and i was like just do it just do it just start filming your day just start filming your life like just start doing it and I can I could sense the hesitation like oh I don't know and like getting maybe getting in her head and whatever like we all have reasons why we doubt ourselves but I think that it 
I think that like what we can really learn from this energy is to just like give give it a go mm-hmm. to just try mm-hmm. like it can't hurt to just try and you learn along the way and you don't have to be an expert to begin anything mm-hmm. yeah I just thought got the real <laughs> <laughs> You just kind of like summarize that so beautifully. Um, mm. But yeah, I, it's, I'm just coming more and more to this um, like experience of exchanging of energy because I feel like that's what that is. Right. And who knows like what she was exchanging with you as you were exchanging some enthusiasm with her. Yeah. And like vice versa for you and I, like, yeah, go ahead. Well, I'm also a manifester and she's a generator, right? And so I would kind of see that as something for her to respond to. I'm just as a manifester saying like, just do it, (laughs) start, go ahead. You could do it. And then like, that's in a way giving her something to respond to. Um, I think this is, yeah, just, just an example of like, so many different things that we can see life guiding us towards you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's like something that just came to me is like it's still just the beginning Mm. I mean that's how I feel like right now and I don't know if maybe that's what you're on the cusp of with this transition you're about to go through knowing like I'm still in the midst of the beginning of this transition for myself in life um and kind of starting to get more enthused by by the possibility of whatever's going to happen as life continues. You know, the last couple of weeks have been doubting, questioning, just a lot of that for myself. And finally, I'm gearing more towards just remaining open to like, whatever is going to unfold is going to unfold and I don't need to have control of it, but I can take my skills and the tools and the techniques that I've learned and take those with me. It just cut out. (laughs) (laughs) And I know you said something so wise (laughs) (laughs) and so beautiful, but hopefully the recording captures it on your end. Yeah, hopefully. Would you like to repeat it? I don't even think I know if I can. I think it something along the lines of like just trusting. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully the the replay caught it or the yeah. recording. The recording <laughs> caught it on my end. Um yeah. but yeah, so lovely. This was great. Mm. Yeah, this is a really fun energy. I think so. Yeah. So what would your closing message be to anyone listening today, thinking about their dreams? What would you have to say? I would say find someone to help keep you enthused along the way because it might get bumpy. Like someone who can reflect back to you, like the skills that you have, the 
the knowledge that you bring, just your uniqueness that you have to whatever process or dream that you want to embark on, because they're a really important person. I'm basically speaking to you. <laughs> oh, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Someone who sees you and recognizes you. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And then also reminding ourselves that we're also allowed to see that in ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's not arrogant. It's not um, egotistical right. to see your gifts and to see your talents. And this is what I would say to someone is that, like, you are uniquely the way you are and the world needs to see how you bring your unique skills to life. Mm-hmm. Don't hide your skills. Don't hide your talents and don't hide your enthusiasm. It's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, so lovely. Mm-hmm. That one was fantastic. That was fun. Yeah. yeah. All right, everyone. Well, that's it for today. If you have any feedback or if you relate or if this um, brought out some enthusiasm for you, share it with Hannah and I. We'd love to hear it. Take care. Take care.